of the McYon Show. I am your host, McYon, and this is my co-host, Vanessa and Stacy. We want to thank you ladies so much for being here tonight. We want to thank everybody that's watching on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. We want to just thank you guys for tuning in. We have an awesome show tonight. We have Mrs. 
Katrina Benson in the studio tonight. And I'm telling you guys, you do not want to miss this interview. She's definitely going to bless you. And we also have my girl Kenya Pope is here as well. And she's going to just talk <laughs> to you guys about an event that she's hosting this Saturday. So we look forward to hearing from that. So we are at the portion of the show where we do our girl chat. Mm-hmm. Usually the girl chat, you know, we usually find stories that's going on around the country and we talk about these stories and, you know, just have a little conversation about them and, you know, and bring it to your attention. A lot of times these stories, you know, you may not hear about, but then some of them, they do get national attention. So we just, you know, updating you on what has happened. So I'm definitely going to turn it over to Vanessa right now so we can get started on this article that we're going to discuss. So the article we're discussing this week is the lady who murdered her husband the day before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting for more details about the story. I haven't heard the latest. I'm not sure if they added more news to the story or not. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a stabbing. I think it was a stabbing after an argument. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what the argument was about. I'm not sure if she was a previous abuser, because that's one thing I thought about. Mm -hmm. Has she been abused for years or what, you know, just what happened. So Mm -hmm. I haven't heard... Um, any more details to the story. Absolutely. And this story, you know, someone else had asked me about this story that I hear about. And I said, you know, I did hear about it. But, you know, it just goes that we always talk about that, you know, um, women are abusers too. Mm -hmm. And we don't know the full story. So we're just going with us being advocates. We're just going to talk from an advocacy um, place because it can go either way. It could be a, a woman that has been a victim of abuse, mm-hmm. and finally she just got tired, mm-hmm. and she, she lashed out, and it. she ended up stabbing him and killing him. Or she could be a known female abuser who always abused her husband, and this time when she went after him, she killed him. Yeah. And like I said before on a few shows that we were on, I was stating that um, there's a psychologist, I read his book, is called The Bondage Breaker, and it talks about how we're all are just one person away from being a murderer. Mm-hmm. Like any true. of us can be in a situation with someone, and it, it starts as an argument, then it gets physical, and then it can leave someone dead. Because right. you don't know right. when you get back in the corner, it's going it's to be something totally different. Absolutely. Right. That's scary. It, it is it is scary, and that's why we have to be in touch with our emotions. we got to be able to control our emotions and not let our emotions control us. Because when we don't deal with um, anger, mm-hmm. when we don't deal with our anger, it goes somewhere. And then half the time when you lash out, it's, it's pretty bad. Growing. It's pretty bad. And then I talk to you, it may be someone who don't even deserve the lashing. And a lot of times it's, it's, it's like a volcano. You know, uh, un, before the volcano erupts, it's always an under issue. Yes. You know, it's brewing. brewing, brewing yes, it's brewing. And, and then while it's brewing, it just gets to the point where it's like, I can't hold it anymore, and it just explodes. Mm-hmm. That's just like us. Like, you can tell the person what you're going through, and they continue to... Um, dismiss your feelings and they don't care what you're saying and they you keep throwing it under the rug pushing it under the rug until it just one day you just snap yeah yeah they have a whole series on the lifetime on um what's the channel the lifetime channel of of snapped of so many um people Mm -hmm. who have snapped at that moment where you just can't take anymore 
you just can't take anymore and it's so it's a, it's a sad story because as you said there are no updates so we don't mm -hmm. know if she um, is a victim that has lashed out we don't know if there's any um, prior charges mm -hmm. to the husband or the wife for domestic violence but we know that this is another situation where another life has been taken due to domestic violence Right, and sometimes if we're not mature enough to be in a relationship and handle our emotions, or if we're not mature enough to have a weapon in the house, then we've got to start thinking twice. Because yeah. if you have, um, say, I may carry mace, okay, mm -hmm. that's not that's not going to go but so far. That's mm -hmm. just going to you know allow me to get away to get to safety. Or if you have, uh, you know. Um, just something simple where it's not death, mm -hmm. but you're kind of protecting yourself. But once mm -hmm. death is involved, that's final. You can't yeah. come back from a, a gunshot wound or a stab wound, and, you know. But just when you get in that that the the heat of an argument, mm -hmm. you know, if you do something temporary, you can come back and say, "I'm sorry, I apologize. Let's fix it." Mm -hmm. But death is final. Mm -hmm. That is true, right? And I just feel so bad for her. Because I just feel so bad for her that if she is a victim and there's no um, track record and in any, any documentation that she has been in an abusive relationship, then she's going right. to jail. Right. Yeah, because I've and, seen something with uh, um, a lady. It was on a documentary that I was telling you about last week. Um, a lady, she um, stabbed up her abuser, and when she stabbed up the abuser, she ended up getting locked up. And the sad part about it is he was abusing her for years. Mm -hmm. And this one particular time, she was with a, um, a family member, and he decided that he was going to beat her up. And the family member was like, no, you're not going to do this around me. And he got angry and started shooting at both of them. They had to mm -hmm. run, run out of the house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was the only thing that they can pinpoint. And mm -hmm. they had documented something before, but before they ended up going to court, he died. So... Wow. She's locked up now, and they're trying to figure out how can they get her off. But because it wasn't reported, mm -hmm. and the last mm -hmm. incident that was reported, that was the only thing that happened, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah, and that's why I tell um, victims so often that you have to have a track record. Right. Because if that day comes and you end up in self-defense <laughs> killing your abuser and there's no track record of that, you are going to jail. It, it, it's no way around that. And I also share with everyone my story is that um, it happened to me being in an abusive relationship. And one day I end up stabbing my husband and was arrested. But because, thank God, my mother, one time she finally talked some sense into me and, and had me to go um, file a complaint against him when he dislocated my elbow. That's what saved me from going to jail from stabbing that man. That, that, that right there is what did it. So you have to have documentation, right. women and men. Men, if you are in a relationship with a violent woman, you must report it. It's not your being weak. You're never weak right. because you're reporting someone that's abusing you. And nine times out of ten, we, we know it's not physical, but it can be verbally and emotionally. So you have to report that abuse. And know, like we always say, know when to walk away. Right. You have to know when to walk away when a relationship no longer serves you because violence, if you have so much violence in your home and then you have children, mm -hmm. your children are being pre-exposed to this same thing, this domestic and violence, and well. then they grow up and be yeah, in abusive relationships. But I think a lot of times people are afraid to really speak out about it, so a lot of times they don't want to report it. 
and you know even knowing the things that's going on even now in the world it's like just like last week the judge he got locked up for him stabbing up his you know his wife his out wife. in ohio mm -hmm. and he was a judge absolutely just to know that you're being abused and you're watching this thing on t on on, on the news and seeing that that a judge abused a woman you, you're not gonna want to go to court and say that you know i'm being abused because you don't even know which way it's gonna go mm -hmm. but you still have to speak out about it. You still have to, you know, tell somebody. You still have to try to report it. Even if they don't want to hear it, you just got to go to court all the time. They're going to they get it one time. Absolutely, absolutely. So if there's anybody out there that's listening to this broadcast right now, and you yourself or you know someone who is in an abusive relationship, there is an 800 hotline number mm -hmm. that you can call anywhere throughout the United States, and they will be able to provide you assistance. That number is 1-800-799-SAFE. That is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Also, in the Prince George's County area, you can dial 211 if you're in Washington, D.C., you can dial 311 for assistance. Is there anything else you guys would like to share? That's it. The one thing um, I thought about is when you look at um, abuse in the home, mm -hmm. either you grow up and you become the abuser or you become the victim or you become controlling because you're thinking to myself, you think to yourself, I would never be in that situation. I won't allow that. So mm -hmm. you control and you don't mean to control, mm -hmm. but you kind of have your guard up because it's like that would never happen to me because you was raised saying it in the home. Absolutely. Right. That is so true. Well, I just want to share something with you guys of what we are doing here at Voxwave. Voxwave and Urban Style Media, they are collaborating for the second annual Toy Drive. You can drop off your unwrapped toys to Voxwave Studio at 4711 Alt Place in Suitland, Maryland. The deadline for these toys is December the 20th. We are doing it big for the kids in the DMV, and we need your help. Again, the address to drop off those toys, those unwrapped toys, is 4711 Alt Place in Suitland, Maryland. You are watching the McYon Show. We are getting ready to take a break. We're going to bring our first guest up, Miss Katrina Benson. So please keep watching. We'll be right back. It's that time of year again. The second annual toy drive. Your chance to give back to the community by helping a child have a happy holiday. Stop by Voxwave Studios, 4711 Auth Place, Suitland, Maryland and donate all your unwrapped toys. No later than December 20th, it's our second annual toy drive sponsored by Urban Style Media, Voxwave.com, and Star Imports, the home of the boutique car buying experience. So enjoy your holidays and give back to the kids of the DMV. Business owners, looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? VoxWave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. VoxWave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455.
Android users. The VoxWave app is now available in the Google Play Store. Download the app today on your Android device to listen in and view programs. DJ Rick Entertainment. DJ Rick Entertainment, hottest DJ in the DMV area, CEO of Step Your Game Up and the Youth Project Show, the DJ on the Heartbeat Conga Hour, and sound engineer for a variety of bands. DJ Rick Entertainment is your number one company for all your stage and sound event needs. Call 202-390-1151. That's 202-390-1151. DJ Rick Entertainment. for joining us. As you can see, we have another beautiful queen at the table. We have Mrs. Kurt mm, I'm going to call her someone else. We have we have Katrina Benson at the table. I was great calling you my girlfriend, Katrina. <laughs> so that's what happens when it's live. You know, that's what happens when it's live. But welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. It took a while for you to get here. I know. Uh-huh. I actually had a chance to meet this awesome woman on um, our brother show, Daryl Harrison, back in the spring. And I'm telling y'all, she is phenomenal. She is definitely a... Uh, a powerful woman of God. She gets on Facebook every morning and she has these powerful messages for the world. Well, and I'm amen. telling you, it's life changing. Thank you. You're welcome. You didn't even know I've been listening, did you? <laughs> <laughs> but so, welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So, let everybody know. I already told your name, but let them know who you are and what you do. All right, my name is Katrina Benson. I'm from the DMV area. Um, I'm a motivational speaker and life coach. I'm also an artist, um, a hip hop artist. Um, I, I'm also a writer. Um, I write books. I have two published books. Um, and I have stage plays that I've written and directed as well. So I'm just all around in the arts, but my passion is speaking life. Mm. Amen. Speaking life. Speaking life. Mm. So what does that look like? When you say speaking life, 
what does that look like for you and what are you trying to convey to your audience okay speaking life to me is to me I will call it transformation mm. um, it's when you have the ability to take to utilize your gifts to take someone from point A to point B Mm -hmm. From a dark place to a light place, mm -hmm. from the rain to the sunny day, it's it's just the ability to cause a transformation. Um, um, what I plan to convey to my audience is that it's hope, mm -hmm. and I plan to use my own story and my own testimony um, as to bear witness that there is hope, mm -hmm. um, and just to share my story in hopes that it'll motivate them to push forward and not give up as well. That's really good. Awesome. Awesome. So can you definitely share um, a piece of your story with us today? Sure, of course. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. Um, you know, I'm actually really young, as you guys can see. <laughs> 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 but I, um, I've been through a whole lot in my life, and my story has so many different dimensions. But one of my stories that I share often is the day I woke up. Mm. I went to sleep at the age of seven and woke up at the age of 22. Wow. Mm. Um, I was a very depressed person, depressed kid, a depressed child. Um, my mom didn't know it, but at a young age, I would lay in my bed and ask God to just let me die. I felt like my life was worthless, and I was a kid. I didn't know how to project the feelings I was feeling because I never heard anyone talk about those type of feelings. I never, you know, heard no one else's story. So I felt alone. I felt by myself. And I grew up holding on to these thoughts. And I became the great pretender. Mm. I mastered how to put a smile on my face and be the jokester um, of the gathering while probably the most broken one there. Mm. I mastered that as a kid. Um, when I got a little older, I jumped, di I dived headfirst into very, a very, very risky lifestyle. I became very, very promiscuous, um, doing all sorts of things. Um, it was pretty, I was lost. Um, I got pregnant for the first time at the age of 15. I hid it from my mom. I guess she saw the changes because she told me to get a pregnancy test and, um, I took it and I was, indeed I was pregnant. The next week I was in the doctor's office getting it terminated, mm -hmm. which scarred me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that my mom thought it would scar me. I, I think she believed that I was too young for that to really affect me. Mm -hmm. But I never forgot that I had a child inside of me, mm -hmm. even at the age of 15. Mm -hmm. um, because I was being very promiscuous and lost and I loved the comfort of a man, I jumped head first back into the relationship of the father of the child and um, end up pregnant again six months later, which I was very ashamed of. So I ran away from home because I wasn't strong enough to deny um, following my mother's directions, and I figured I would have to terminate again. So I ran away. Um, I ran away until I was about six months pregnant. By that time, I knew it was no way to end it, and I came home. I still was broke, and I still was hurt. Um, I felt like the guy I was with was the only person who loved me. Mm -hmm. um, I was in and out of juvenile detention centers because running away from home is against the law. So I spent my teen years in and out of ju juvenile detention centers. 
Um, I was emancipated at the age of 19. I was able to live with the father of the child who I ended up keeping. I was able to live with him full time. When I was able to live with him full time, he changed. Mm -hmm. He went from Prince Charming to an animal. He became my worst nightmare. And because I believed everything he told me, I cut everybody off. And he had me underneath his control. So when I hear like the things that, you know, you guys were just speaking about, I remember being there. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to kill him. I wanted to kill myself. Mm. Because I suicidal yep. instead of homicide. Yep. Because mm -hmm. I hated myself. Mm -hmm. I felt like nobody loved me. And he was my last hope. And look at what he's doing to me. And I didn't want to live anymore. Um, the beatings got worse and worse. They went from calling me out my name to him beating me with objects. The last beating I took from that man, um, we were in the house and I threatened to leave him and he, it set him off. He went <coughs> into the closet and got a belt, wrapped the other end around his, his hand and beat me with the buckle of it. By this time, I was beat so much, I, didn't, I wasn't feeling what he was doing to me. I was numb. His brother walked in the room and looked at me. And when he looked at me, he started to fight his brother, which was the one who was hitting me. After they fought, his brother looked at me and said, wipe your face, Trina. And I'm like, why do you say wipe my face? And I did this, and dark red blood came onto my hand. I went into the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I saw welts across my face. I didn't even recognize myself anymore. Mm. And I asked God, first I was begging him to just, like, God, just let this man kill me because I'm going to keep coming back. I'm not strong enough. I was honest with God. I can't leave him. There's nothing he's going to do to me that's going to make me leave him. I'm going to keep coming back. And... I remember looking outside, because I used to lock myself in the bathroom after the beatings and give him time to cool off, you know, and wait on the honeymoon period when he's going to be nice again. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the bathroom waiting it out, and I look outside the bathroom window, and I saw a young lady walking down the street, just walking. And she looked free. Mm. And I said, God, I just want to be free. Mm. I just want to walk down the street with nothing on my mind. I just want to live again. I just want to be a normal person. Like, I'm just, I was so tired of everything I was going through. So I prayed. And for those of you guys who think you can't pray to God while you in your mess, that's mm. a lie. Come mm -hmm. on now. Okay, I ain't come to preach. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell my story. Get up on me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on and preach. I'm not going to cry today. Don't do it. Don't cry today. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> So I said to God, I said, do what it takes to get me out of this. I didn't know what it was going to take, y'all. But I asked him to do whatever it took to get me out of that situation. It was a few days later, and he went outside hanging out with his boys, you know, doing whatever he do while he keeps me locked in the house. So I'm in the house, and I noticed he left his jacket. And when I looked at his jacket, my heart dropped instantly. Mm. I, I didn't even find anything yet. I, my heart just dropped with the idea. I don't know. I felt like I was going to find something. Looked through the side pockets, and I didn't find anything. I'm like, okay, good. It's nothing. It's nothing. But then I noticed the inside pocket. 
Looked in the inside pocket, I found the little black book and condoms. Mm -hmm. Looked through the little black book, female numbers, page after page after page. And what hurt me, now this might sound crazy, but I would have took the abuse as long as I thought he was faithful. Mm. But the idea of him beating on me and treating other women like queen, like a queen, I couldn't take that. Because I, 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 I was taken up for his beatings. Mm -hmm. I made excuses for his beatings. I told myself he was a hurt man, that's why he was beating me. I told myself his father did it to his mother, that's why he was beating me. I, I made excuses for it, and that's why I, I found myself staying with him. But when I found out that it was other women, that was my cue. It broke my heart. But I said, I got to go. But I said, I'm not going to go without a fight. So I waited for him to get home. I could have left, but I wanted revenge. <laughs> I wanted revenge. <laughs> so I waited for him to get home. And he got home, and um, he walked into the building. And I said to him, you ever cheated on me? And he said, no. And I wanted to cry, but I said, Trina, don't cry. And I said to him, I said, you swore on the Bible that you were faithful to me. You promised me. You promised me. He's like, what you talking about? And this, 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 this. And I swung on him and I hit him. And when I hit him, he didn't hit me back. He looked at me like, did you just hit me? Like, what's wrong with you? But he, and that shocked me, he, that how, he, how he handled it. So we got upstairs into the house, and he saw the condoms and the black, little black book on the bed. And he said, you went through my stuff? You went through my stuff? And I said, I'm done, I'm done. And so he locked, us in, he locked me in the bedroom with him because he wanted to fight me now. But I said, today I'm fighting back. So locked the, I wasn't even scared of him locking the door. I'm like, lock the door because I'm tired. I'm tired today. And so he's in there fighting me. His, his grandmother's banging on the door. Let her out of that room. Let her out of that room. And, and he's fighting me, and I'm, I'm, I'm hitting him back as hard as I can. Some type of way I get out the room. I run outside the house. He's right on my back, right behind me. And I had long braids. He grabbed my hair, twisted it around his hand, and started dragging me back to the house. And I, I'm letting him drag me. And then my mind say, Trina, you better not let him get you back in that house. So I just built up strength, and I pulled in the opposite direction while he's pulling in the other, di other direction, and he yanked my hair out from the roots. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about that hair. I took off running, and I ran and I ran, and I had nowhere to go because I cut off everybody for this man. So I'm running and running, and I don't have anywhere to go. I see this apartment building with a light on. Y'all, I don't know why, I just went to that, that window and I knocked on the window. And somebody looked out the window and called me over and said, come on. So I walked to the door to meet this unknown person, never seen this person in my life. A woman came to the door and she looked at me. And I remember she had a scar going down across her face. And she looked at me and she said, I know what's going on. She said, come inside. Mm. I went inside her house, y'all. She told me to have a seat. She put a Bible in my lap, gave me a scripture, and told me to read it. And then she said to me, you see this scar on my face? I said, yeah. She said, my ex-husband did this to me. If you stay with him, he will kill you. Mm. 
Never saw this woman in my life. Never met her or anything. And she said, who do you got? I said, I don't got nobody. She said, who could you call? I said, I don't have anybody. She said, where your mother? I said, I don't talk to my mother. She said, call your mother. I said, I don't talk to my mother. I can't call my mother. She said, call your mother. So I, she gave me the phone, and I, I picked up the phone and dialed my mother's number. And by this time, I haven't talked to my mother probably over a year. And I was so afraid of her saying, I told you so. I was so afraid of her being right. I, I wanted to prove her wrong, and, and that's part of the humiliation. I didn't want to let her know that she was right the entire time. And um, I called my mom, and she said, hello. And I was quiet, and she said it again, hello. And I said, ma. And I, that's all I said. And she said, Trina? And I was quiet. She said, Trina? I said, yeah. She said, is he putting his hands on you? I paused, and I said, yeah. She said, where you at? Give me the address. I'm on my way. And my mother came over there with a baseball bat. And she said, get in the car. We going back over there. We getting your son. We went over there. My mother had that bat. She told him, come outside. You want to put your hands on my daughter? I got something for you. He wouldn't come outside. We got the police involved. The police told me, go down to the court building and get a protective order and get custody of your son. And I went down to the court building the next day, got custody of my son, and I got up out of there. Mm -hmm. And God saved my life because he would have killed me. Mm -hmm. And um, I got plenty of stories in my life, but that one stands out to me because it really showed me that when I turned my back on God, he didn't turn his back on me, and he could have let me stay in it. Mm -hmm. He could have let him took me out, but when I cried out to him for help, he didn't look at, name all the wrongs I was doing. He didn't name all the reasons why he should just let me suffer. He helped me. Mm -hmm. He forgave me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I do what I do. That's why I do what I do. You know, if, if someone's already perfect and don't got no issues, they're not going to relate to me. Right. But somebody going through something, oh, I got a word for you. Absolutely. I got a story for you. I got something to tell you. Let me tell you what happened to me. Absolutely. Can Absolutely. I tell you that you're very oh. beautiful and that the Bible declares that we overcome by the, the power of our testimony. Amen. Of our testimony. Yeah. And a lot of times when people are involved in domestic violence, they, they, they're so ashamed and embarrassed and mm -hmm. want to speak out about it. And you're in a broken place, whereas... You, you, you don't feel like you can help anybody, but mm. that's not so. Yeah. And you know, God prepare you for a time such as this. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of people lose their lives, mm. and a lot of people come out of it, but they're so broken, they don't want to say anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. They don't want to tell you that this is what I went through to help somebody get through it. But it's, 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 it's just so heartbreaking and hurtful that, you know, we have to go through these things. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, God allow things to happen sometimes for reasons. Yeah. You know, um, I always say this, when, when, when God have a need in the earth, he always birth a child, and Amen. that child is you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to go through that storm in yeah. order for you to stand, to be able to tell somebody what I've gone through and to help them out of it. It's so sad that we have to go through it in order for us to pull somebody out because Joseph was hated by his brothers and he had to go through that storm. He had to go through that process in order for him to be able to feed 
a, a, a famine of people and feed a nation. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And even when the father died, he said that, and and the brothers the brothers were sad and they said that you know, what, now he's gonna he's gonna kill us and he's gonna put us in prison. He said no. God allowed it to happen mm. in order for me to save a nation. Mm. Amen. So you had Amen. to go through it to save a nation. Mm -hmm. And look where you stand. You Amen. Rise. Thank Amen. You. That is so true. It is so courageous of you. And you definitely have a powerful testimony of hope because that's what people need. People yeah. need to see other people who have went through it, but on the other side, they are thriving and they are overcomers. Mm -hmm. And it's about education. It's yeah. about awareness. It's about sharing stories so people can know that they're not alone mm -hmm. and that there is help out here. So we definitely appreciate that. We are getting ready to take a small break, and when we come back, we're going to have Miss Katrina on the Voxway stage. So stay tuned. <laughs> Amen. The second annual Toy Drive, your chance to give back to the community by helping a child have a happy holiday. Stop by Voxwave Studios, 4711 Off Place, Suitland, Maryland, and donate all your unwrapped toys no later than December 20th. It's our second annual Toy Drive, sponsored by Urban Style Media, Voxwave.com, and Star Imports the home of the boutique car buying experience. So enjoy your holidays and give back to the kids of the DMV. Business owners, looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? Vox Wave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Voxwave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page, where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Android users, the Voxwave app is now available in the Google Play Store. Download the app today on your Android device to listen in and view programs. DJ Rick Entertainment. DJ Rick Entertainment, hottest DJ in the DMV area, CEO of Step Your Game Up and the Youth Project Show, the DJ on the Heartbeat Conga Hour, and sound engineer for a variety of bands. DJ Rick Entertainment is your number one company for all your stage and sound event needs. Call 202-390-1151. That's 202-390-1151. DJ Rick Entertainment. Business owners, looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? Voxwave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. It's that time of year again. The second annual Toy Drive, your chance to give back to the community by helping a child have a happy holiday. Stop by Voxwave Studios, 4711 Off Place, Suitland, Maryland, and donate all your unwrapped toys no later than December 20th. It's our second annual Toy Drive, sponsored by Urban Style Media. Voxwave.com and Star Imports, the home of the boutique car buying experience. So enjoy your holidays and give back to the kids of the DMV. Hello and 
and welcome back to the McYon Show. I am your host, McYon, and these are my co-hosts, Vanessa and Stacy. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. So right now, we're going to turn it over to Katrina Benson. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm sitting pretty and I'm swagged out. 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 I'm a slay, I slay, I'm a slay, I slay, I'm a slay, I slay, I'm a slay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a slay, I slay, I'm a slay, yes. I know myself worse, so don't come with the games. You know my name, me and your ex ain't the same. Gold in my veins, eternal life on the brain. Kill the game like Bruce Wayne, no bats, man. Teeth fast with no last name. Not Creole, but part in the ego. My lingo is insane. Cutting the space with the jokers. The crucifix came from my chokers. The bottoms I read on my loafers. And he ain't my friend, he my chauffeur. Tell your girlfriend it's over. Been in the game for a minute, a minute to win it. Won't stop till it's over. Corner store rockin', little kids whoppin', spit 16 when it don't be droppin', kickboxin', reboxin', inboxin', detoxin', relaxin', eatin' good eats on the beach in the Middle East, somewhere Moroccan, knockin', that doors in, they open, spit that real life, no jokin', one hit wonder, they hopin', Chanel perfume and it's potent, yeah, 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 I'm sittin' pretty and I'm swagged yeah, yeah, I'm sittin' pretty and I'm swagged out, yeah, yeah, I'm sitting pretty and I'm swagged out. Hey, I've been through a lot, y'all, but I'm a slay. I'm a slay. Yeah, I'm a slay. Yeah, I'm a slay. I'm a slay. Yeah, I'm a slay. I'm a slay. Yeah, I'm a slay. Show them barbs when I'm made up. Sugar spice and a little thug. That's army fatigue and pink Uggs like Tomb Raider with big slugs. I'm real and I come from the zoo. Travel with animals too. Lions and tigers and bears in my crew and at carnivals too. Come in my jungle, we better know you. Give me the keys to the come up and don't try to run up. Police put the gun up, I cry to the sun up. Get it up, put my bun up for coffee and donut. Then I am on it. Huh. I am as real as it gets. I am as real as it comes. You cannot be on this level of slayage with limited funds. Save up your ones. This is my time of the year. This is my season, the reason I'm here. Don't get mad, but it's here. Won't be fair to the elite, I'm here. Give me a throne, not a check. I want my crown on my head. I want my fans in my rear. I want my bands everywhere. I want a house with a peer and a y'all with some fears and a place for my peers this year. Yeah, I'm sitting pretty and I'm swagged out. Yeah, I'm sitting pretty and I'm swagged out. Yeah, I'm sitting pretty and I'm swagged out. Yeah, I'm sitting pretty and I'm swagged. I'm a slay. I'm a slay. Yeah, I'm a slay. Yeah, I'm a slay. Yeah, I'm a slay. I'm a slay. I'm a slay. I'm a slay. All of my divas we slay, all of my divas we slay, all of my divas we slay, 
All of my divas we slay. 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 All of my divas. Corner store rockin', little kids whoppin', spit 16 when the dope be droppin', kickboxin', reboxin', inboxin', detoxin', relaxin', eatin' good eats on the beach in the Middle East, somewhere Moroccan, knockin' that doors and they open, spit that real life, no jokin', yeah, yeah, I'm sittin' pretty and I'm swagged out, yeah, I'm sittin' pretty and I'm swagged out, she's fast, yeah. Sitting pretty and I'm swagged out. Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting pretty and I'm I'm a slay. I'm a slay. I'm a slay. Yeah. I'm a slay. 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 T-Spans. Thank you guys. Yes. So um, I'm Katrina Benson. My artistry name is T Spaz. You can find me on Instagram at the real T Spaz. That's T Spaz T dash S P A Z Z. Um, you can Google T Spaz to find all my music. Thank you guys for supporting me and for bookings. Book me at the real T Spaz at gmail.com. Thank you guys. Ooh, That was awesome. So, guys, definitely you got to follow up with her, book her for your event, have her come out. She's a great motivational speaker. We're going to start calling her a transformational coach. So, that's what she is. She's transforming lives, and we are so thankful and blessed for her. And I'm just excited and thankful that she has come here on the McKeon Show. And you know, you can definitely come back anytime you like. So, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with our next guest, Miss Kenya Pope. Thank you so much for watching. Ready, play.
Hello and welcome back to the McYon Show. I am your host, McYon, and these are my co-hosts, Vanessa, Stacy. Thank you so much for joining us. We just had an awesome guest, T. Spaz, so definitely check her out on all the social media platforms. As you can see, we have another beautiful guest here at the table. Her name is Miss Kenya Pope. <laughs> welcome. Thank Kenya you for Pope. having me. Oh, you are so welcome. <laughs> it's, it's life. <laughs> so Kenya is here today because we are putting on an awesome, well, she is putting on an awesome event this coming Saturday, December 1st. So I brought her here so she could be able to talk about the event and you guys can come out and join us. So Kenya, thank you so much for being absolutely, here. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, it's just a pleasure to just be able to kick it with sisters. Yes! We yeah, have this conversation, like when women are in the room, it's a problem, but I just love it. Like, I feel like we learn more when we're together. Yeah. Absolutely. We build each other, we sharpen each other. Iron sharpens exactly. iron. Absolutely. And so there's parts of me on the table, like listening to you, I'm like, yes. listening <laughs> to the last guest, I'm like, yes. Like, she walked me through. Um, so yeah, the event that we're having is for survivors. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at the end of the day, it could take a minute for you to be a victim mm -hmm. of anything. Mm -hmm. um, I'm an advocate, state advocate for the state of Maryland, national advocate for domestic violence, human trafficking, sexual assault, and abuse. So it could take a minute, literally, for somebody to be a victim and your whole entire lifetime to survive. Ooh, um, come on like, now. I feel like yeah. I'm still yes. surviving. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, um, I was built of all different types of experiences from sexual violations, molestation to physical, verbal, mental, emotional, financial abuse by the people who were supposed to care. Mm -hmm. And um, that made it difficult for me to stand in the world as a woman, mm -hmm. as a woman of God, as a woman, um, as an heir, as royalty. And it took me long process to even be able to just sit in a room and say this without having to cry or without having to feel like the whole world was ending. So I feel like surviving is the place where we have to move people through because a lot of the things that you need to get when you're leaving a domestic violence situation or a sexually um, violent situation or a human trafficking situation, you gotta check off victim in a lot of the boxes, right? Like you gotta check off victim when you announce yourself in court. Everybody mentioned that today, like you have to have a track record, you have to go to court. But when you go to court, they're gonna ask you, are you the victim? Mm -hmm. And so you end up continually answering mm -hmm. to I am a victim. Mm -hmm. And then when you realize that the power of your words, yes. the power of your tongue creates reality yeah. and you say the I am you know the great I am inside of me is not a victim mm -hmm. so you had to begin to switch and even in my experience I've been in domestic um, violence court multiple times um, I had the pleasure of being an advocate bilingual advocate and I have a pleasure of being a person who walked through the walls who knows mm -hmm. what it feels like to stand in a courtroom and pray before people come in the door so that the experience could be for my best for, mm -hmm. for my best interest at the end of the day, I had to declare even in front of the judge of the court that I'm not the victim. Mm. And I had to say that even with, I knew that, that I was going to confuse them. I knew that I was going to confound them. But I had to declare over myself mm. that I am a survivor yes. of what has happened. Mm -hmm. Because what already happened, we're talking about, if we're talking about criminal cases, it takes at least 90 days for your case to get to court. Mm -hmm. So whatever has happened has already taken a trimester to be already put out into the world. Mm. So I'm no longer a victim of that experience. That's my past, even mm. today as I speak about it. So some of the things that happened to me, I'm still... 
um, bringing up memories of what has happened to me in my past. And I think a lot of times when we don't come from a trauma-informed um, awareness, people don't realize how memory is affected by trauma. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And at the, at the end of the day, it can show up like a person is hiding or a person hasn't taken the time to tell you or they're not being honest or they're not coming forth with the story. But parts of your brain actually shuts down when you're in a yeah. trauma situation. Yes, and memory is one of the biggest things. So when people tell you stories and then later on they add more to it, that could actually be their brain finally calming down mm -hmm. enough mm -hmm. to bring back that memory to their own yes. awareness. That's so that's true. why I say, you know, being a victim is a one-time incident. Yeah. If that's the, the, the extent of the victimization. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you lived in an experience where that was just what's normal. Mm -hmm. I had to realize I didn't never have a no. Like that's deep, like it sounds simple, but I didn't never have a no. Like if people do stuff to me, the answer was never no. Mm -hmm. Even as a child, like the I never had a no. I never had a no, like if you think about that. Like um, some people have a memory of their first love, their first, ex I never had a no. Mm -hmm. I never had a no that was honored. So I went all the way to grown woman, and I have two grown children, mm -hmm. and I had to reclaim my no. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. I had yes. to reclaim my no mm -hmm. and let it make sense to Kenya when I say it. Mm -hmm. Forget what anybody else says about mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. but it had to make sense to me that no means no. I don't, I'm not going to lay here on this table and die mm -hmm. so that you can do what you want with my body. I'm mm -hmm. not going to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here on this bed and let you do whatever you want and have my no be so caught up in my head, so caught up in my spirit, so bound up in my voice that it never comes out. Mm -hmm. You know, because you decide that fighting is not going to get you out. You decide that this person is overpowering me and the strength that you have, you don't have it anymore. So you just lay down and quietly die, but then you live a life of quietly dying, yes. saying that I'm a victim. Mm -hmm. And so this, this experience that we're talking about for Saturday is more than just an event for people to come to. Our ministry decided, our ministry, um, our pastor is probably watching the Reverend Dr. Valdez Snipes Bennett. Yes. Honor and love Thanks to her watching. for uh, just for who she is as a woman of God and allowing us to just birth this thing the way that, um, that God is shaping and informing it. It's more than just you're going to get services, you're going to get food stamps, you're going to get a restraining order. Because at the end of the day, if you still have to look over your shoulder, mm -hmm. you still have to wonder about what's happening in your past, you're never living the life that God promised for us. That's true. true. Mm -hmm. Because our life is promised for abundance for those who love God. So if we're not mm -hmm. living in abundance, there's something wrong in the equation. Mm -hmm. And I've worked in systems um, in the county, in Maryland, that's supposed to provide services and restore hope and a lot of restoration was not happening mm -hmm. um, because people get funneled through a system and then they realize you know what if I'm only going to get X Y and Z from this over here I might as well just take the beating and at least I know I have a place to sleep and mm -hmm. I know that I have these things I have these things that I could depend on yes mm -hmm. so I tell people all the time sometimes as a family member you need to know this is part of what the workshop is about. As a family member, you need to know what to say and what not to say. Yes. Because you can hurt a person by telling them, oh, you need to leave, and they're not, you're not prepared to have them sleep on your couch. Yes. 
Say You're that again. You're not prepared to have them sleep on your couch. You're not prepared to be on watch. You don't have military training. You don't mm -hmm. know if this, if your windows are secure. You don't know if your house is secure. Mm -hmm. You don't know if this person has followed this person for blocks and for miles. So sometimes the safest thing for you to do is make sure that they have a plan. Yes, absolutely. And we do that. We develop plans for people to go back. And it sounds like the most crazy, insane thing for a lot of family members. They can't understand it. So we want the survivor workshop to realize that even if it's not true, like even if we sit full at this table, probably one of us is a survivor. I'm not even going to point it out. I already said it was me. And I already know I am. At the end of the day, that mm -hmm. means when you go to Walmart mm -hmm. and you're standing in line, you could go one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six. And it's sad. And is that it's real? Is that real? So we as a community don't know what to say to people. We don't know how to direct them. We don't know how to help them build a plan. Then we also, like, we don't know how to open the door and let a woman come in and put them in the Psalms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to do that. We're mm -hmm. not watching out for our community. Mm -hmm. I fortunately live in that kind of community where if somebody pulled on the block, we, we communicate with each other. Who is this? Mm -hmm. Is that your guest? But that, that living is old school for a mm -hmm. lot of us, mm -hmm. and we don't have it the same way anymore. So we, we're creating a, a culture that allows this types of behaviors yes. to flourish if yes. we're not doing the education. Absolutely. So the workshop, is, is it is for survivors. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, all of us have probably survived something even if we talk about tra trauma post-traumatic stress if we saw 9-11 and we saw it on TV I'm from New York but if you wasn't from New York you could get qualified for post-traumatic stress disorder by watching it yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if mm -hmm. your neighbor in apartment 4a is fighting every other night you are traumatized you are that. traumatized so at the end of the day, this is not her issue and his issue, and that's not auntie, and that's not them so and cousin, issue. and mm. this is us. Yes. So we issue. Yes. And so we want the survivor workshop to be us. You don't have to say, I'm a survivor in order to attend. That's mm -hmm. why we made it open. Mm -hmm. We have a luncheon so that you can come and eat, so that you can be fed not only physically, mm -hmm. because sometimes you just need a seed. Yes. You just need a seed. Come to, come to a place where you know, you know what? We can talk outside. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the experiences that I remember. And I, I, and I remember even in my own advocacy, because I started advocacy probably when I was 13 years old, mm -hmm. before I even got into a domestic violence situation. But I found myself in a domestic violence situation. Police came, kept coming back to the same house, kept coming back to the same house. And when they get there, just like what I experienced as a child, nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. We good. Mm -hmm. And I remember the officer, this is like the third time he came to my house, he looked at me, he said, blink twice if you're not safe. Subtle things like this. Mm -hmm. I feel like the work that I do is like underground railroad work. Yes, it mm -hmm. is. People may not tell you right now, they may not walk up to you right now, mm -hmm. but are you willing to put a light on? Absolutely. To put a purple light on? Mm -hmm. in your own neighborhood mm -hmm. are you willing to put a purple light on to say I got you mm -hmm. does your baby need pampers mm -hmm. did you have do you have food stamps 
Do you have a job? Do you have education? Because you can't tell somebody to leave something and not go to something. That's right. So I tell people all the time, I'm not a source of anything for any other human being as an advocate. I'm a resource. Mm -hmm. Re means recycle. Who is the source? God Almighty that I found in the middle of my circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so I'm able to direct people to what I have found. And that's what we want the Survivor Workshop to be, to be an opportunity. We have a panel discussion. We do have the police represented. We have clinicians represented because sometimes people don't think that besides praying that you need to go to therapy. Sometimes mm -hmm. you need to go to therapy. Yes. Sometimes you need yes. to go to therapy. Yes. So Let me Kenya, say it again. Sometimes you need to go to therapy. Yes, mm -hmm. you do. Absolutely. So we have a full panel. There's going to be alternative health provided. We're going to lead the panel. We're going to have a healing release ceremony at the end. And this is going to be one of a four-year, four-event-a-year calendar for domestic violence ministry through our church, Mount Zion AME Sever. Yeah, so definitely give them the address to everything where we'll be Saturday. It's 911. <laughs> <laughs> Reese Road. It's 911 Reese Road. Again, everything is absolutely free, but we ask you to RSVP. You just go to bit dot ly slash end the shame bit dot ly slash end the shame e e n d e n d n h e s h a m e my tongue wants to do spanish yes guys you definitely have to come out if you're definitely in the area and it starts at 10 a.m starts at 10 it runs from 10 to 2 2 and it's going to be an awesome event. And we have a panelist here. Yes, I will definitely be one of the panelists. <laughs> yes, I will. So we definitely want you guys to come out. It's going to be awesome. You know, we talk a lot always about education and awareness yeah. because those things are key. A lot of times when you're in certain situations, you know, a lot of times you just don't know. You don't know, you don't know how to get out. You don't know how you got there, but you got to go out and you got to seek education and awareness so you can be able to get out of those situations and you have to have a safety plan yes and we can no longer just keep telling our loved ones and our friends just to leave that will never work because you see sometimes they judge you yes and they tell you that oh you're stupid and you're crazy for you to stay in that relationship but they don't want to help you exactly They're quick to point fingers but they don't want to help you and you exactly. can't just tell um a, a survivor to just come out of it like you said you know you have to be able to walk them across the street that's right mm -hmm. you can't just walk them and then start arguing and murmuring and complaining and say oh I'm just gonna leave them right there mm -hmm. they're gonna go back. in the middle of the road yeah in the middle of the road go back mm -hmm. and then it might end up being worse and they might end up losing their life absolutely because you know what's true the highest chance for somebody to get killed is when they is leave. When they leave. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you as a family member have to be responsible for the life of your loved one. Yes. And don't put them in a situation where they could be a homicide. Absolutely. So Kenya, we, we know this hour, it goes so fast. So before <laughs> we go off air, can you please give them your um, social media platform so where they can follow Absolutely. up with you? I feel like for me, women, we are the God. We are what God is. And so uh, my social media handle on Instagram is the goddess builder, the mm. goddess builder, because I, I am a transformational speaker. <laughs> I am a coach. I am a birthing doula, all things about women empowerment. And so you're going to find all types of empowerment on the goddess builder. That's on Instagram. And we do um, a prayer ministry every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. 
And so I'll have that information also on our Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, we thank you so much for being thank here. Appreciate it. And we thank you. We thank you and yes. your church and also the leaders of your church for putting something together like this. We That's definitely really are out good. here striving yeah. to connect the church with the community and dealing with domestic violence. So we definitely applaud you guys for that and thank you for that because it's so needed. Because yeah. we always say the most hurt people sit on pews every yep. Sunday That's and nice. never say a word. Never. I was hurt in church all my life. And never said a word in the church. So we have to be able to assist people, the sick people that come to church Amen. and not just gossiping. Amen. Right. <laughs> Do some real work. Okay. Okay. So, Vanessa, can you please definitely give them all your information? And, guys, this is our last Monday with Vanessa. I know. I know. <laughs> we appreciate her so much for being Thank my you. guest celebrity co host this month. So, Vanessa, please give them all your information. You can follow me at social media at Vanessa Fleeton, and my website is VanessaFleeton.com. Go on over there and check out my inspirational testimonial books. Check them out, VanessaFleeton.com. Absolutely. Stacy, And you can also follow me on Stacy Harvey on Facebook and on Instagram, and also Handle with Grace events um, on Instagram. Awesome. And you can follow me at MBA Speaks on Instagram and Facebook. And also check me out on my website at MBAspeaks.com. So we will be back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will have a new guest celebrity co-host. I'm not going to tell you who it is. You just have to tune in. So we want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you guys for joining us each and every week. God bless and good night. That was awesome.